that's not an option for you, right? Correct. And, yep. and, it, and it would be really easy to say, well, Mike, you just need to, you know, and maybe when you said that to me, you were looking for me to say, well, you know, Mike, you just need to block out prospecting. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Black Line Podcast. Mike, got the new Nats hat on. I do. I was jealous of you. See, they're, they're Father's Day gift. They're coming back. They're getting back you into know? it. You're back wearing your uh, back wearing your colors. Yes, sir. I, I never stopped wearing them, so you know, I had faith. You didn't. You know, I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna go back into the uh, annals of archives. the podcast, and we're gonna go back into the archives, and we're gonna see. We're, we're gonna we're gonna chart which hat you wear to the record of the team in the previous two weeks of the time that you wore the hat. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that data analysis and get back to you. Because you know, we love data. We do love data. We're data informed. We, we do love data. You know, Mike, I'll tell you, you're going to get me off on, on, on another topic, but um, data has become this really hot thing. Have you noticed that? Everyone's talking about data, oh, yeah. data yep. back, data informed, data. You know, it's funny because everyone's talking about data, but you know, when I was younger, much younger, my dad once told me, or he actually asked the question, he said, Doug, why are there more horses' asses in the world than there are horses? And I think about that when I see all this data, because there's a lot of people that are talking about data, but I do not think that the population of people who understand data is increasing at the same rate. What do you I say? would, I would 100% agree. All righty. So let's not get too far into that. Cause that'll become the topic of our, uh, we'll get yeah. up on, on, on that tangent. So we had a, we, we, we started to have a conversation yesterday, Mike, you asked me to uh, take a look at, at, at some of the stuff that you were doing and yeah, um, I did. And I'm actually quite excited to have this conversation. I think this is a little bit of a tangent than what we normally do. Um, on the podcast. Um, and I thought it would be immensely valuable for not only myself, but anybody else that listens. Um, and you said, you know what, why don't we just, after I asked this, the, the question, you said, why don't we just hold off and do it on the podcast and we'll do it as a live recording. Um, I appreciate that. You were the one and, who actually, this, this, all the credit does go to you that we decided yeah. to turn this into a podcast. So, yeah, well, so I just, you know, so more or less, the question was, hey, Doug, you know, why don't you take a look at, um, if you don't mind, take a look at our uh, lead nurturing um, flow when somebody hits the website. Why don't you take a look at some of our messaging um, and let's just kind of kick it off from there and, 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 and see where that conversation takes us. Right. And, and so the, just so everyone knows the, the backdrop of it that that led to that was I mentioned to you that I noticed that you guys have um, had a dramatic increase in traffic, um, like significant increase in traffic. Cause you know, I get, I have that partner portal. So I see everything and, and all of a sudden I looked at, I, I thought there was a mistake candidly because you guys were always like at the low end of, uh, which is fine. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, we're right. not, yep. you know it, yep. traffic is all relative. Um, but all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, huh? What, um, at first, I thought that I was looking at month end instead of month beginning. That was that was the first. One. I think we were on like, I think it was like the the seventh of the month, and I saw, and I'm like, 
wait, is my screen not, is, has that been there since the end of last month? And I'm like, oh wait, no, that, that actually just refreshed. Um, and I, and, and not only has your, um, has your, has your traffic increased, but the, the lead volumes increased as well. And, yep. and so I was, you know, start off saying to you kudos on, um, and if, if you go back uh, probably five or six episodes, we actually talked a little bit about how you were, um, using and applying SEO and, um, things like that. Um, and then you said to me, you know, the problem is that, uh, you don't have your, you need to put more time to prospect. Yep. Now for the record, that is true. Um, but I also think that, um, you're in the situation that a lot of companies are in. Um, there are certainly some companies that are out there and I think we think it's a lot of companies, but it's actually a very small percentage of companies that are just hiring salespeople at, um, Astronomical at massive rates. rates. Yep. And, and yep. so it's, you know, and, and, and it's interesting. We should actually, um, Hannah, make a note for this. This is a, this would actually be a good future podcast. I think that, I think that there are some companies that are hiring salespeople at such a rate that they're spending a lot of money to let themselves be stupid. Um, in that, they're letting the, uh, their ability to hire lots of salespeople, um, they're, they're letting that get out of the way of, of seeing where they're, they're, there's a lot of inefficiency. And um, just, I promise not to go too crazy. I've had two um, conversations with, and these, in, in this case, they're both SaaS tech companies because we're looking, in one case, we're looking at, possibly doing something as part of our tech stack and our stack that we provide to clients. And in another situation, we were looking at it for a client. And we had a conversation with the, um, with the sales rep. One of these is one of these new cloud-based phone systems. And, and I kid you not, they're like, um, you know, I, I start off and I'm like, I was talking about the HubSpot integration, et cetera. And like, well, let me show you. Actually, no, I said, why don't you show it? They're like, oh, well, we, you know, we're great at that. Um, you know, I think it was actually, it was the analytics. Oh, all right. I mean, we're, like, analytics is where we really shine. I'm like, okay, well, why don't, why don't you show me the, the analytics and the integration? Okay. And, and so they share the screen and they're like, well, before I show you that, let me show you this, which, which is like my favorite sales tactic. Pet peeve, yeah. Kidding, right. And, and then they went on to show me, you know, this is our phone and let me show you all the, you know, I mean, like, you know, our, our, our dev team has been kicking, you know what, and here's this, like, you know, um, let me show you this, like, this is how you make a call. You can just type the name in. Um, and then let's say that I want to, let's say that I want to add somebody to the call. I can just click here and I can add somebody to the call. But let's say I wanted to transfer the call. I can just click here and I can transfer. And I wanted to say, so are you telling me that your phone does phone thing? <laughs> Uh, and and I, your I was, phone is a, your phone. Your phone is a is a phone. Mind blown. And, and I'm I, I'm, and it's amazing to me how many people are are like you know, they're now it, it works because there's some people. This is actually a well known company. I'm not going to name them, but I think that pe I think that they're so excited when they say that. And I think that's what they're being taught. They're so excited when they say that that the person that they're saying it to thinks that it must be real. It's rev it be yeah, it's revolutionary, right? Um, so anyways, but, but what, what is funny in both of these cases is we did not respond in the, oh my God, eager, drool, please, where do I sign up? What's the next step, et cetera. Actually, in, in both cases, we, we, we expressed some skepticism. We expressed, we expressed some concerns about is the price value relationship really there? Um, 
Now, in both of these cases, we are absolutely intrigued. We're absolutely open. We want to we wanna have a conversation. Um, I haven't heard from either one of them. And, and I'm sure somebody's out there saying, oh, well, you, know, you should spend time with the people who want to buy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I get that. But I'm like, there, there's so much lost opportunity of the people who are just sitting there that if you actually spent a little bit more time with them, if you actually went a little bit deeper with them, you could, you know, and those are the people that don't churn, right? Yep. You know, the, the people who, it, I mean, I learned this a long time ago, the people who jump in fast. Are the people that churn. Right? Yep. So, so anyway, so, so you've got. They're, uh, they're, chasing, they're chasing the shiny object. Um, and, and, and there's so much, I mean, and you know what, right now it works because there's, there's so much noise and so much demand and all this stuff is going on. But the moment that stuff starts pulling back, you, you've now hired, you're at however many number of salespeople and your salespeople don't know how to talk to somebody who's not, you know, falling over. Right. right. So, so you got, you got lots of situations around this. Well, that'll be a topic for another um, podcast. Um, you've got, so, so, so you, you, you have the situation where, you know, some people are hiring all kinds of, and then in other situations, you, you've got it where, you know, regardless of your sales team and your sales team is small, relatively speaking, but, but regardless of the size of, of your sales team, most companies, most mid market and below companies um, have a finite number of salespeople. Um, they, they have more to do than, than they have time to do it. Um, yep. They're not in a position where they can just go out and hire more salespeople, by the way. And, and you know, this, we're not going to name companies here, but you know, the companies that are hiring salespeople in such massive rates, hire 10 to keep two to three. Or that's, yep. that's, that's the thing that people don't get, right? Or higher 20, yeah, to keep, you know, one or two. Yeah, so but, that, that rate is very... Uh, but but the, the point is, is most... Very, very small. You know, a mid-market company with, with seven to 22 salespeople says, well, we need to go out and hire two salespeople. And they're like, well, everyone's hiring salespeople. Why can't we hire salespeople? It's like, well, no, the companies that you're reading about or hearing about that are hiring all these salespeople, they're hiring 10 salespeople so they can keep, you know, they hire 10... So that two will stick, right? So if you want to hire, so if you want two salespeople, the, you know the game they play is, hey, we need two more salespeople. Okay, go out hire ten. Um, five of them will be gone in thirty days. A sixth will be gone in sixty days, and um, the other two will be gone in ninety days, and then we'll have our two. Exactly. I'm, well, I'm not even being cynical there, right? I, I know you're not. I'm. I 100% agree with you. Right. I mean, and I've, I've been there. I've seen it. I've, I hate to say it. I've, I've, I've been in the role where I've, I've done lived it. That life. Yes. I've, I've lived that life in a high growth. Um, and, and so, and then, you know, of course we also know that we have our, our um, prognosticators who are, who are all telling us that, that sales is becoming meaningless and we're not going to need salespeople, which is I think interesting because most people will tell you that they're not spending I mean, if you talk, if you talk to the marketing side of the organization, they'll talk about leads and stuff like that. But if you talk to the sales side of the, I mean, when I talk to sales VPs, their, their number one issue right now is um, they're not doing enough prospecting. They don't, they don't always call it prospecting as like they used to, but that's basically yeah. what they're saying. Right. And that's always the case. So, you know, one of the promises of, of all this digital demand generation is that you're not going to need to do as much prospecting. Right. And, and, and so 
just to finish the background so everyone knows kind of the 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 context of, of, of where and how this conversation started is, is the idea that you're not in a position where you can hire more salespeople to prospect more. Right. I mean, if you were, that would yep. be the end, right. Right. Yep. Um, and, and you would do the um, untold secret of inbound, which is that every great inbound organization turns inbound leads into revenue because they've got a room of 60 salespeople, salespeople who call them by, you know, who call anybody that touches your website at least five times a month for 18 months. No. Um, which again, is not taking anything away from, from inbound because if the inbound wasn't doing its thing, then those people wouldn't have somebody to call five times a month for 18 months. So that's not an option for you, right? Correct. And, yep. and, it, and it would be really easy to say, well, Mike, you just need to, you know, and maybe when you said that to me, you were looking for me to say, well, you know, Mike, you just need to block out prospecting time. That's, uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. Right. I, I, I really, I, I really thought you were going to say, you just got to do a better job of time management and lots of time. Mike, prospecting is always important and it's never urgent. And so the only way you can, the you know, only way you're going to do it is if you set an appointment to prospect. Yep. Now I want to be clear here. That's good advice. Mike, you do need a time block. Mike, yep. prospecting is always important. It's never urgent. The only way you're going to do it is if you set an appointment and you treat it like, like, yeah, we're going to run a demo for yep. an enterprise account, but that doesn't solve the problem. Right. And you know how I know that doesn't solve the problem? Cause I've been in sales for 30 years and we've been saying the same damn thing for 30 years. Yep. Right. Because the other thing too, is that, and, and again, that does not take away from the importance of prospecting or the value of it. But the, the promise of digital is not just that it brings, it's not just the Pied Piper that brings people to your door. It should prepare them to come into your door more. So what I said to you was, Mike, why don't you tell me, I said, so Mike, you're getting a lot more traffic. And you said, well, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's good. And tell me if I'm paraphrasing this wrong. It's good, but it's not like it's translating into a whole bunch more sales opportunities. I, I, th I, think, I, I think what's happened for you is the quality of opportunities that you have has gone up. Like, I think you, like if we were to look at, you're probably dealing with about the same number as you, as you did before your traffic went up, but the quality of, of the quality. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some of that is, is lead based. A lot of that is message and other structured based stuff that, that, that you've worked on too. I think so. It's like, okay, great. The digital side is working. Okay, what now? So I said, so send me the, um, the nurture. Let me take a look at it. And so you yep. sent them to me. I looked at them. And now let's pick up the conversation. So we're going to do a little, um, we're going to do a little workshop. We're going to do a little what, what, well, we're going to do a little what I do with clients, but we're going to do it live with you. Sounds good. Right? I'm a little bit nervous, but you know. No I say nervous. Not. I shouldn't say nervous. I should just say like, Hey, I, I expect some, uh, be real here. Nobody listening no, I would like to take anything, offense. Yes. I wouldn't expect anything less. So what are you doing the nurtures for? So when, when you're thinking about your nurtures, what's the purpose? What's the objective of your nurture? 
So the objective of the nurture is to, well, one, how does somebody come in? They go through a nurture via, they fill out a form on the website to get a, to, to, to get out a content piece. Um, and then they're sent a series of, after that, seven emails. Um, and it, you know, it's all about kind of just educating them on, at least from my perspective, educating them on some challenges and how seven cents can help them. All right, so let's do this. Um, you ready? You ready to to share your your inner self to the world, Mike? Yep. Um, for those of you that are watching the video, we've got a little extra bonus for you today. So here's one of your nurtures. Yep. Right. And so <clears throat> the subject the subject of this is why emails go to spam. The reason your emails go to spam. And I think this is, so this is email three. Yep. Right. Um, email three. So hi, Doug, have your open rates fallen as your list size has grown? Most marketers will tell you write subject lines or focus on high producing quality content. While both of these are true, sometimes they don't, they still don't produce results you're looking for. Why? People may not be seeing your emails at all. If you want to make sure your emails aren't going directly to spam, you need to follow these three principles for maintaining a healthy domain reputation. And so yep. this takes you to a blog post, email domain reputation. Right. Um, the first one, well, well, your first email, and, and, and this is how I look at it. Your first email delivers the offer. Yep, Right. exactly. Um, and so in a lot of ways, your nurture really starts with the second email because that's- mm -hmm. That's correct, yep, yep. This is the five levels of send time optimization. Thanks for downloading our guide to email fatigue. They're not even gonna remember what that is probably, but we'll get into that. No, so, so the reason you're saying that is you're, that, that's, you're trying to bridge to- Yeah, bridge to- right. Let's talk about that. Why do you do that? Remind them kind of why they're getting the email. Does why they're getting the email matter? Mm, no. Maybe. So, so, so if... Now that you say it, I, I don't think so. Let's look at, um, let's look at something when we're, while we're talking about emails. That was stupid. So we wrote, a, we wrote a post ourselves recently. These are the, um, so we broke down um, thousands of emails, um, both from looking at the emails that we have control um, sending. So, so it is data backed. Um, and, and, and what we were looking at was not just sales emails that, that um, got clicked or opened or even that connected to um, um, to, to a meeting being set, we, you know, we took a look at what emails were being used as, as opportunities progressed into pipeline as, as something deeper into the, into the process. And so, you know, no, no, no surprise subject line first, right? One of the things that we found um, 
that was interesting is also the, the importance of the first two sentences, right? Um, if your first two sentences don't capture, don't get you, yeah. then, then um, you're, you're probably not gonna, you're probably not gonna get them. Um, and then the third piece is uh, thought provoking, right? And, and I forget the exact percentages. There's a worksheet that you can download. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, that, I think this is about 40% of the, um, of, of what drives success in, in the, um, you know, for, for an email. So, so if we look at this and we see our, our, our subject line is the five levels of email send time optimization. And then our first line is, thanks for downloading our guide to email fatigue. What did you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the guide. Let me know if you have any questions, right? Not thought-provoking um, at all. Not very well, strong now that I'm thinking about it. Well, and, and, and by the way, the, these are, you know, the, the, this is not at all un, uncommon. But by, by the way, if you look at the first two sentences, the first two sentences will determine um, the first two sentences are the make or break point of your email. Get to the point, deliver a strong take, and be sure your copy addresses these two questions. Who cares? Specifically, should the recipient, should I care? And yeah. secondly, so what? Why should I give up time to engage with this email? Right? And, and so when, when we look at the email that you're doing here, you're op um, so you know, the first one is, is the kind and friendly, right? Which, which is fine. Um, the second one is, have your open rates um, fallen? Now, now, by the way, this isn't this isn't bad here. Um, it, I'm I'm not sure it's the strongest, and we'll get into this later. I'm not sure it's the strongest component of of your value proposition, of of really why someone would want to talk to you right now. Um, but but at least you know this is a problem that 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 anybody dealing with email deals with. So yep, right. Um, have your open rates fallen as, as your list size has grown? So you're, you're, you're coming with a question, which is great. You know what's wrong with this question? Go ahead. I have to think. You know what happens when you ask me a question that I have to think about? In an email, in an in a, in a initial nurture email? You have to think too much. I mean, you're just going to, at that point, it's like, I, I've got too many other things going on. Right. If I have to think, I skip. Yep. Right. Um, it's it. And, 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 and the reason is, you know, if you just said, have your open rates fallen, I'm not saying that's the right question, but I'm saying that would actually have more impact because I could, that, I don't have to think about that question, right? Yeah, you already know the answer to it. Right. The, the, reason I, the reason I have to think is, I have to think about open rates and list size growing, and now I'm holding two different things. So that's, and I, and I, and I share that here um, because I see this all the time, right? Um, but, so, so you're, let's get back to the question, why, you, you know I'm a big jobs to be done, guy yep so so i don't send an email i hire it what are you hiring this email to do i'm trying to get a prospect that has some problem that we address 
really to, to, to engage with us, whether that's reply to the email, schedule a demo, learn a little bit more via, you know, a blog post or, you know, educate them um, a little bit more. So it, it, it's probably too many jobs to be done to be. So you have five jobs that all conflict with each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. What? So, so let's go back. The problem that you have, is that you don't have enough prospecting time. The, the leads aren't turning into um, conversations. Correct. Right? So why are you hiring this email, Nurture? What's its job? To have more conversations. Right. Now, to have more conversations without turning off the people that aren't ready to have more conversations. Yep. Right. And so if you get a hundred inbound leads, you've got to go through, and by the way, this applies to any lead for you, frankly, we'll just happen to use inbound for, for this. But if you have a hundred inbound leads, you've got to go through two sorting elements. Um, to determine what, what your, what I like to call your lead yield is, which is leads that, that could buy from you in the next, in your case, I would say in the next, I, I would say six to 12 months. If you wanted to be really aggressive, I might say three to six months and that would change um, some of, some of what that sorting is. Um, but the first thing you've got to do is you right now, um, and just so everyone knows, Seven Cents does, is not an email provider. Seven Cents works with whatever email with with, e, with two email tools that you may be using, Marketo and HubSpot. Yep. Right. So if I'm on, Pardot. if I'm on Mailchimp, I can't buy from you. I mean, Correct. I guess you I could not. buy from you. You could, but. Not sure you get much value other than an empty dashboard. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of part one. And then the other part is, goes back to conversations we've had in the past. Um, am I in a position to buy? Am I, you know, is this something that I'm actively thinking about or not right now? Right. And so the first job that you have, and, and, and I would say that, so when you're getting a lead, the first job is, and I'm sorry, let me back up. I, I'm, I would not typically go into this level of explanation if it was just you and me, but I, um, given the nature of your product, so you're, you're um, I forget where you are. What's, what's the entry price? Uh, it starts at 150 a month and then goes so up from there. You're from 150 a month to 5,000 a month, basically. And 5,000 would be like super enterprise. I mean, yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, the nature, so, so probably about, well, probably about 70 to 80, I would say 70 to 85% of your leads need to be managed in a low touch because they're probably under $5,000 a year. Yep. Right. Of, of, right. And so, yeah. and so, yep. right. Um, and then your, your, your larger set, they need to be handled very differently because they've got, well, A, it's a more significant investment. 
um, they're probably um, email probably plays a, a you know, at, has a bigger role. There's more risk to making change. There's more bureaucracy that has to be managed. There's, you know, all, all those, all, the, all those things that come about. So you kind of have, you kind of have a small, you really do have a small, medium and large. Small, medium, large. Right, breakdown. Okay. So, so your, your first job is you got to sort, right? Um, and, and do you see how what, what you're doing here with these emails, there's no sorting that's taking place. Yep. Right. And, 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 you know, let, what, what problem do you solve? I mean, I'll answer the question if you can, but, but I'll, I'll give you a first at bat. Um, and what I'm saying to... is, what's the problem? What's the problem that you solve for the people who buy you and stay with you? What's the problem that you solve? And remember, good problems, bad problems—they're all problems. Yeah. Um, well, what we're what we're trying to do is increase the effectiveness of their uh, of their email program. So better engagement um, can come in multiple forms. You know, Mike, I'm not as smart as you think I am um, because I don't under, like, I, I, like, I understand every word that you said, but I don't understand right. what you said. What, a, what I like, said. Yeah. I'm, I, it's, that, I heard the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> like, I heard them and I get, like, I know what, like, I could even piece together, like, there were not even any of the, right. I've heard every one of them. Like, I'm familiar with all of the words that came out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, but I don't, so, so what does that mean? So are, are you looking for a more simple answer? Um, see, I believe that simplicity lies on the other end of complexity. So I don't, I'm not looking for a simple tin. I'm not looking for a dumbed down answer. Right. For a that's, that's fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, so I, think, I mean, so what? So, so I think the problem, if you look at it holistically, the, the problem is that the people have is, you know, what time should I send my email? That's, that's one of the problems um, that I think people are, are, are dealing with. Who should I send it? You know, when should I send it? Who should I send it to? Okay, so you're doing something that is classic. You're, you're, you're defining the problem that you solve by your solution. Yep. Okay. No one has a what time did I, do I send my emails problem. They have an email engagement problem, mm -hmm. right? Am I right? Yeah, right. yeah. And, and if you don't have an email engagement problem, if, if, if I said to you, Mike, our email program is fantastic. It is driving all of our objectives. It is enhancing engagement. We are happier than a pig in slop. What would you say to me? I don't think we can help you. I would say congratulations. If something ever stops, you know, if something starts to degrade, let me know. But I would say keep doing whatever the hell you're doing, right? And, and what are you doing? Because I'm interested. Right. You know, and by the way, maybe, maybe I should hire you, right? Right. <laughs> right. But but so like that, like if I don't have that problem, then then it doesn't matter. Right? Right. Yep. Right. 
Now, I would say, I don't know a lot of people that don't have that problem. So, so the, the bigger issue is, do I know I have the problem? Is it, is it explicit or is it latent? Is it, is it acute or is it chronic? Right? And I think people have such a chronic email engagement problem that we have the problem and we don't realize we have the problem. I, I remember after I had my first back surgery, when, when my disc ruptured, and, and we were able, we're pretty sure that, that it happened, the, the initial incident happened, I think when I was like 10 or 11 years old, because I, I still remember to this day, um, I was a goalie in soccer and, and I remember I was in my backyard, my brother was taking shots at me and um, up against the wood fence that my mom would yell at us because we would break parts of the fence sometimes. And, but I, I still remember diving for the ball and just like feeling my back kind of go boom. And, um, you know, and so I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, that, that, that's where it started. And so I had back surgery and ended up, you know, something happened. It, I had emergency back surgery. And like three days later, I had the most amazing thing. I had the most amazing feeling ever. You want to know what that was? What's that? My back didn't hurt. Like, I mean, my back didn't hurt at all. I, and, I, and I remember turning to my friend. I said, wait, you mean like, is this how you feel most of like, like I, I used to, like when someone said, does your back hurt? I go, no, my back's not bothering me. But I meant like, it's not bothering me in an unusual way. My back was always tight. It was, there was always something that was never quite right, right? Now, yep. I didn't know that until... Because you were... You, you, right. right. It's the way and you so lived your life. I had a chronic problem, right? And, and you know what I found out? I, after my first back surgery, I took a lot less Advil than I took before my first back surgery, right? And, you know, that's kind of like, hey, we, we juice this up. We're going to... What are the 15 power words to increase your open rate? Um, and I'm like, Hey, that's great. Right. 15 power words to increase your open rate. I, and I'm not saying like, don't do that. Like, I think it's important to understand copy and understand how people respond to copy. But what I find is the people who most want that don't have, like, once you get, like, if you give me the, the headline that causes me to open and I get into your email, well, you were so focused on the power word to get me to open that there was nothing there once I read. There's nothing of substance, right? Right, right. And, and so, what, so, so I think we have such a chronic email engagement problem that, that we accept low levels of engagement, that, that, right, that we shouldn't accept. And so your question is, so you got about, you got about 2% of the world, max, that doesn't have an email engagement problem. You got about 88 to 93% of the world that doesn't know they have an email engagement problem and somewhere between five and 10% that are where they have an email engagement problem. And, and by aware they have an email engagement problem, they realize that there is a result that matters that is being negatively impacted by their email engagement problem. And it could be that they're in trouble or it could be that they've got aggressive growth targets, but they need email to deliver more to, to be able to achieve that growth target because otherwise they have to spend a whole lot of money and all the things. And, and if anybody wants to know about that, we talked about how to look at that in, in the last podcast, uh, yep. own versus right attention. And one of the, one of the, the greatest aspects of email is it's, 
it's the single best strongest ownership channel, right? Um, from, from the standpoint of, of really being able to own and, 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 and influence and, and, and get attention, but also the cost of, you know, once, once you have it, once you've earned it, the cost of, of communication is zero. Right now, you've got to keep it. You got all those things. Yeah, right? you've got to keep it. Right. Yeah. But 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 so, so you get what I'm saying, right? So so you've got this sorting thing. Um, you've got this sorting thing of a. Do I, um, you know, am I on a platform that can that can work with you? B. Do I have an acute problem or a chronic problem? Right. And if you have an acute problem, we need to talk now. Now. Some people might be saying, well, Doug, you haven't tested for fit. Or Doug, what about BANT? Budget authority need timing, right? Well, timing is chronic versus acute, right? Budget is not an issue. Let me repeat that to everybody. Budget is not an issue for Mike. Why is budget not an issue for Mike? Because if someone is paying for HubSpot or Marketo, they can afford seven cents. Right. Anyone who says it's not in our budget is giving an excuse. It's not giving a reason, right? It's an objection. It's not a reason. Totally it's, agree. It's not another that, right? And th that's not true for everybody. There, there are some people that we might say there's another sort, right? And, and if, like, if you worked on MailChimp, then we'd have that fit. There, there, there would be more of a fit sort that needs to take place, right? And, and, and I, I share this because this is not a, like the process that we will go through would be the same, but, but, but the output of what you look at are different. And that's one of the things that frustrates me when I listen to um, all of the advice that's out there is we get into this one, you know, this is what sales qualification means. Well, okay. It, it might mean that for a big group of people, but, and, and, right. and it's okay to learn that, right? It's okay to learn that, but, but when you apply it, to your business, make sure that you're like, it's okay to go and get a suit off the rack that then gets adjusted to you. Right. Great analogy. Right. Right. But, but we keep going, like we're, we're, we're taking suits off the rack, running around with it going, you know, going down below our fingers. Right. We look like, anyways, I'm sorry. So, so, right. So, so if you think about it, so I have, I've come onto your site, I've given you my name, Now your job, you've got to fulfill. You've got to support the proposition. You got to support and align with the culture. And, and you guys have a teaching culture. Right? So so it there has to be a teaching mechanism there. But when you say what what is this email's job, this email's job is to sort first. Um and um, to sort and, and advance. So if you think about what we talked about last week, that content has one of three jobs, develop, engage, or advance, right? This email goes to somebody that has already been developed because they filled out a form, right? Yep. We know who you are. We can track your digital body language. We have the ability to manage and monitor um, um, one-to-one -one communication, right? And, and so what, what, that, what that does is it actually takes 
demand gen and it turns it into conversational, right? Because conversational is, there's a feedback loop. That's what makes a conversation a conversation is, um, is give and take, right? So we've got that feedback looped in. Now, you, your, your next job is to advance. Now you go, well, Doug, I thought we have to develop before we advance. No, I said that there's three jobs, develop, engage, or advance. And, and the order of behavior is typically develop, engage, advance. But advance does not always mean advance to purchase. Advance means advance to, you know, basically to a next tranche. And, and so you, what, the, the problem with, and, and this will be true no matter what you do, right? Because th th those are the percentages. But, but the problem is that uh, with, with too many nurtures, with too many activities is they end with absolutely no behavior whatsoever. So when the seven emails have been delivered, you know nothing more about them than you did when you started. Day one, yeah. Excellent, right. excellent. Right, e even if I act on it, right? Because so if I look at your email, what you're doing is you're, you're offering me blocks. Yep, and, and, Other and people there's high, high engagement across, uh, across those emails. But I agree with you, I'm not capturing any true, to anything anything additional that I, that we can use. So, so, so two thoughts on that, by the way. Um, I, what I was gonna, I, other people will oftentimes use, um, there's another piece of downloadable content and they're like, Hey, they downloaded something again. All right. Um, maybe if, if you're, if you have some really good progressive profiling, you, you, you maybe are learning something, but you you you're you're familiar with the um, with the analogy of selling to dating, right? Yeah. You familiar with best best friend syndrome? <laughs> no. What is best friend syndrome? Really? Oh, see, I'm I'm way familiar with best best friend syndrome because I I actually um, never mind. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Um, be, best friend syndrome is you start off being friends because you're too nervous to actually ask the person out and then you become friends. And then they say something like, well, you know, I really like you, but um, I mean, if we dated, I, I would be worried. Like if we ever broke up, we'd stop being friends and I want to be friends with you. So all of a sudden I start seeing you as a friend. I don't see you as someone to date. That's best friends. In right. Interesting. Right. And, and so, and so if I'm in a mode where I'm experiencing a problem and, and you teach me and you teach me and you teach me, what you've actually done without realizing it is you've, you've actually kind of trained me that I'm not supposed to buy from you. Right? Oh, no, no. So, uh, so, no, I go to them because I learned they've got really good stuff. Brilliant. Spot on. Right. And, you know, and, and, and it's amazing. Like, I, I get it, by the way. Well, isn't it obvious that they can buy from us? Now, now you did tell me about a situation a little while ago. I, I won't name names, but it, it's one of the best opportunities that's been generated. Um, and, and they responded to this and they said, hey, I really like your stuff. Do you guys work on Marketo? That was verbatim. that's a failure of the nurture because like 
right off. Thank God she asked. Here's the question. How many people didn't? Yep. Right. Because you didn't make it clear. Right. And, and so you can, you can still educate. So what you're doing is you have an email engagement problem. You either already know you have an email engagement problem or you don't know you have an email engagement problem. Right. If you know you have an email engagement problem, the only reason you're not taking action is because you don't know there's something you can do about it. Or you think the only thing you can do about it is uh, change the color, change the title, change the subject line, change the this, change the that, etc. Right. Now, if you know that there's this thing called email delivery optimization and you know there's this thing called send time optimization and you know there's this and you know there's that, we don't need to worry about those people. They're reaching out to you proactively once they become, you know, like we don't, we don't even need to nurture them. Yep. Right. So, so coming out of the gate, what you've got to do is say, Hey, great. You downloaded this. Now what you can't do is you can't do what a major content marketing platform does, which is they say download, they have some piece of content on lead nurturing. And so you download it or they have some piece on, you know, whatever. And then you get an email that says, I noticed that you were interested in our product. And I'm like, no, I, I, I was interested in Leitner. <laughs> right. And, and so, so, so I either get that or I get the email that, that, that's like yours. Oh, well, did you know here's this and here's another blog post and did you know here's or, or here's another thing that I can download and we go yep. and I end up downloading 17 things and I never end up reading one. Right. And we become best friends along the way and 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 and, and the other thing that happens too like, do, you, do you remember when lead scoring like the key to lead scoring was the more things you download the higher your score yeah right right we actually have discovered that that's actually a contraindicator um and and where we used to, a what a what indicator a contraindicator and In, oh a contraindicator so if you download five things at one time, someone called it the, the, the Netflixication of content. If you binge watch content, um, if you download five things at one time, that's actually a bad sign. And, and by the way, where we used to manage um, like our thank yous made it really easy for you to see all the different content we had so that you could download and download and download and download because, hey, if you're downloading a lot of stuff from us, then you definitely know that we're really good and really smart and right. And you've got to be interested. Right. Right. And, and so that we actually don't want you to download too much stuff because a, you, you get the lookers, but the other thing that happens too is I download seven things from you and I'm like, Hey, yeah, Mike, I really loved your stuff. And I'll tell you, I downloaded all the thing, you know, it, it's great. Let me look through that. Cause all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, backed I up. I don't need to have a conversation with you because it's all right here in the content in my inbox. I, or, or, or I'm not ready or, or whatever. Right. So we kind of, Hey, I, you, you made me feel like I got some catching up to do. Right. Right. Um, and that, that's awesome for people that are in the chronic situation where they've got to come and uncover and discover that there's a problem. Right. So, so coming out, what you do is instead of telling me about how to solve my email problem, you teach me, why I have an email engagement problem, what leads to lack of email engagement. So I don't have a spam problem. Spam is a contributor to an engagement problem. 
right? So, so instead of um, why your emails end up in, in spam, why, why, uh, and, and for the record, everybody, these are off the top of the head. These are directional. I'm not saying these are actually the subject lines, but uh, why the right people aren't reading your emails. Your emails are great, really, but here's why no one's reading them. Um, or, you know, or, or, you know, something, and, and then, you know, part, part of your job, I know from understanding your product is, you know, you got to get somebody to understand how the, the, the recipient's inbox works and, and what it means to get in the inbox. And once I understand that they coming out of the gate, I'm, I'm 60% and growing against getting into your inbox. Right. It's probably somewhere around. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Getting in the right inbox, getting in the right inbox. Um, right. And, and so here's the problem. Here's why this problem is costing you. Cause that's what, that's the difference between chronic and acute, right? What was the difference between taking Advil that led to surgery? Well, I could not stand up. I could not sit up. As a matter of fact, I could only lie on my stomach and not be in massive pain. When the only thing you can do is lie on your stomach without being in massive pain, do you know what you'll let people do to you? Whatever the hell they want. If it means that I can do something other than lie on my stomach, right? So yeah, the, right. The, cost, the cost of the problem, right? And now here's the other thing that's not in any of your emails. That you can solve that problem. Or who you can solve that problem for. Mike, what percentage of people on HubSpot or Marketo that are not currently using you, what percentage of those people should be talking to you? Uh, 98% of them. Yeah. 100%. Right? If you're on Marketo, as a matter of, the only people who shouldn't are people who aren't using it for email or don't do email. And I'm sure there's some of them out there that, so it's not 100%. Right? Yeah. If you're on a HubSpot, if you're on Marketo, if email matters, this is what we do for you, right? Yep. Um, the, the problem here is when we talk about like, if I send seven emails, and I don't really think you need to send seven emails, but if I send seven emails, um, if I send these seven emails and I click on it or I don't click on it, you don't really learn anything. If I send seven emails and it's clear that you can buy from me, I'm pretty sure you're not interested in buying from me right now. Yeah. Did I now know something. Right. <laughs> right. I now know something that I didn't know before. Right. I now know that you don't have an acute problem. And so my job now is to engage and nurture in a way that teaches you to transform the acute problem to a, I'm sorry, the chronic problem to, to chronic product. Problem. Right. Yep. And so whether I'm doing SDRs, whether I'm doing um, normal out, whatever I'm doing, I now know the angle that I need to take, right? So even though, see, see so even if I get no action, I still learn something, right? Um, let's, let's look at another piece to, to just kind of get. Um, that's, yeah, that's a super interesting 
way to look at it. Right. So, so if, if you look at your website and, and I'm not, ta- I'm not going to be talking to you about website design here. I'm, I want to talk about how there are little signals that you're doing, that you're giving that are saying, no need to talk. No need to talk. No need to talk. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, um, So, so here, you know, is there a best time to send, is there a best time to send email? Right. This is where you're a little bit into your um, insider baseball. And again, we all do this because we all know what, what we know. And, and I know you, because this is the Tuesday at 10 AM is the best time. And, and you're looking, um, you're looking to, to piggyback off that. Right. Yep. Um, The problem is, your audience doesn't know that. And so they either don't know that there's a best time. They think the best time is to send it lunch because that's when people stop and read their emails. Right. Everybody has their own opinions on. Or, or they think 10 a.m. on Tuesday is the best time to send an email because they read a research report. By the way, I read a research report from HubSpot that's on your website too. So here's the credibility that says that 10 a.m. So yeah, okay, right. But, but what's more is, you you address send time, and as you and I talked, otherwise you actually don't address send time. You address delivery time. Delivery time. Right, but and this is important for everybody. Do you, does everyone see the difference between that, send time or delivery time? Yeah, we think they mean the same, but they don't. Oh, and by the way, and we joked about this. Actually, I get to blast the email, right, and then I get delivered at the right time over whatever period of time I wanted to. Right. So, so the thing is, I don't have a send problem. I don't even have a delivery problem. Send delivery spam, all those things. Those are contributors to the problem that I have. What's the problem that I have? Engagement problem. Email engagement. Right. Now, the other thing that you do here for your business, right, is you bury the lead here, right? And, and, and so here's what I mean by this. You either need to get me, like I got a problem, I'm looking for something, I need a solution. So it needs to be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am so directly clear in my face that I can't miss it, that I should talk to you because you will solve my problem. Or you need to build a relationship with me over time. It's one of the two, right? Yeah. Once I've been to your site twice, how important is the hero message? Doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter at all. Most people won't even end up on your website other than to go to the homepage to go somewhere else. And so what's the first thing that you need to do? You need to make it clear to me that if I'm on HubSpot or Marketo, you matter. So you, you buried um, the lead of HubSpot Marketo. You've made that secondary to, um, to email, to, to, to send time, right? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally following you. Yep. Right. As opposed to make it clear, you know, HubSpot and Marketo, you know, email effectiveness for HubSpot and Marketo users. That, that's not what I would say. But, yeah. Right. I, I, I get it. Right. Right. I'm just, uh, I know you, I'm saying for everybody else out there, they go, well, I would never say that. I'm like, I know. That's not what the point of this is. This is directional and then we work right. Okay. Then, then we have see it live. Well, what, um, so A, and again, I'm picking on you here a little bit, right? Just because right. I want to make keep, points. Keep going. What does that mean? See it live. No one listening is probably old enough to, to, to get the joke because I go, no, I want to see it on Memorex. Um, is it live or is it Memorex? Um, so what's the first job? We got to sort, right? What's the first sort? HubSpot, Marketo, neither. I'm following you. Right. The other thing that's interesting too, if, you know, by, by, by the way, look, look, look at your site right here, send marketing emails with precision, learn more. Okay. Interesting. S send sales emails with precision. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Right. I mean, it's interesting, but none of it is why I need to act. Right. And, and, and for you, your page is either you need to act or you need to learn, right? And, and so make that clear so I get to the right place. Make it clear so you get the right signal. This, this says a whole lot of learn, 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 learn. Yep. Right? I don't know that what you do exists or the few people who have done it other than you have done it for shit. And I'm not saying that because you're my podcast co-host, right? I'm saying that because the ones who did it, most of them have actually stopped doing it because it was for shit. Yeah. Right. So, so people, they either don't know what it means. Now, one thing that will help is delivery instead of send will actually, I think help get people to understand that a little bit more. But so, so you're, what you're doing here is you're giving me a solution to a problem that I don't fully understand. Right. I, I, I'm reading a book and I was reminded of something. Did you know in the 1980s, Toyota invited the Ford engineers to come visit their plants and see how they did what they did. I did not know that. In the 1980s, and in the 1980s, like there was nobody more secretive than auto manufacturers. Like, and, and so when they first saw it, it was like, okay, this is too good to be true. They went, they came back, the executives asked the engineers, so what'd you think? They said, we're right, it was too good to be true. Not too good to be true, like, oh, my God, we just got the Holy Grail. Too good to be true, like, it was staged. They only showed us part of it. I mean, they had car stuff in there, but there was no inventory. There was no this. There was no, like, everything that, that made lean, lean, and just in time, just in time. Well, to, to somebody who believes that you have to have a stock of inventory and there have to be 500 people Somebody who believes that's what it looks like sees something else and they go, that doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I share that because lean manufacturing's had a pretty big impact on the world, right? I mean, no. <laughs> Just kidding. It's pretty much fundamentally changed everything, right? Right. It's pretty much a shit hot solution. Yeah. Toyota showed the entire solution. They gave it away. Like, we're all like, hey, I don't want to. I can't give too much of my solution away. Someone will steal it. 
Toyota was like, here. Now, the reason they did it is they wanted, the way they wanted to get into the U.S. market is they wanted to partner with Ford. Right? Ford could have partnered with Toyota, with, with Ford in a driver's seat. Like today, Ford would partner with Toyota, but Toyota would sit. Right. Right. They gave them the solution. The Ford engineers who were smart didn't see the problem. Why do all these sellers and marketers think that they can do what Toyota, like you can't do a solution presentation better than that. All right. And see, that's what we're doing. Like, you see what I'm saying? That's yeah, what we're doing. I, I, I'm, totally, I'm totally following you. Right. Right. And so, so, um, by the way, I, if I'm not on HubSpot or I'm not on Marketo, then I'm part of your community and I may be on HubSpot or Marketo in the future, or I may talk to people who are on HubSpot or Marketo. <laughs> so I'm a marketing executive on um, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and I'm talking to my marketing executive friend who's on Marketo, and they're saying, oh, yeah, you should check out these guys at 7 cents. Um, we can't use them because they don't do anything with Oracle, but... Yeah, I know they're on Mark. I mean, I know they have Marketo. I, I read their stuff all the time. It's really good stuff. I wish we could take advantage of them, right? But, but this doesn't do that, right? And, and if you think about it, not only do you have this sorting aspect, but that sorting aspect is really, in many ways, a persona for you. Because by and large, the email marketer on HubSpot is very different than the email marketer on Marketo. Correct. And, and the language that the email marketer on HubSpot uses is going to be different than the language that the email marketer on Marketo is going to do. Yep. So, so what if you had something as simple as Marketo, HubSpot, neither, or let, let me sort. And now I'm coming to a page that's all about HubSpot and it's all about how things work on HubSpot and it's all about how this leverages inbound marketing. Right. And you'd probably have more impact on, to a HubSpot customer talking about how you impact in, in, inbound marketing and not even saying email, right? I'm not saying you wouldn't say email at all. Right, 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 right. Where, uh, yep. Whereas to the Marketo person, you don't want to say inbound marketing because the Marketo person is not thinking inbound marketing. Yeah. Right. And so we begin to shift that. And, and by the way, even if I don't buy, guess what? I've now learned. And so we're, not, we're now sorted. And so, you know, the mistake that people make with their nurtures all the time, and this is my least favorite nurture is we, we have this idea that, okay, we start at the top. And by the way, if we went through all of your emails, email six, email seven, you begin, I think you even have one where I can schedule time with you, right? You, yeah. you, um, the, the problem is by the time I get email six, if I had a problem, I've either already done something or something else is taking over my attention, right? So I, I, by and large, do not like the idea of we start at the top and then as we go further, you know, as we go deeper into our emails, we then um, move to our bottom calls to action, our sales call to actions. Like, like, because I got five emails from you, I trust you now. You're a reliable source. Or, or you've made, you've changed me. I understand. I have, you know, right. You know. Um, I, I tend to like to keep nurtures in one place. That, that when there's a certain action, they move to a different nurture. But in your case, especially after a new lead comes in, there is one exception to my rule. And that is go from the bottom to the top. Flip it. Right, right. Your first email should be most focused on if there's a problem, 
Yo, I'll solve it. Check out. Operators are standing by. Right now, I'm just doing some vanilla ice for you right there. If there's a problem, I, yo, I'll solve it. I, I know what you were doing, but who, you know, what do I look like a vanilla ice fan? You do actually. Okay. Um, so, you know, if there's a problem, we let, let's talk. Right. Then by your fifth email, it can be much softer because there's, it's a low likelihood of action at that point. Um, so, so you almost go from the bottom to the top. Now, the way you do that is you deliver value and you teach a point about the problem in the first half, the problem, the cause of the problem, the problem, the cause, and its cost. That's part one. And then you segment it with something along the lines of here's how we help solve that problem. Marketo, HubSpot, neither. I, and I wouldn't use neither, but Right, something else. But it, if I click on it, you've learned something. I don't even have to take another action. I don't have to fill anything out, right? If I click on HubSpot, oh, okay. Uh, if I click on HubSpot and I click on Marketo, oh, okay. Well, first off, you know, you can find out which one do they have, if either. But you also know, okay, that's a little, you know, that's the- Might be an agency that, or- That person. Right, yeah. But, but it could also just be, you know, your 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 people who just like to know everything. And, yep. But that also teaches you something before, when you have that first conversation, you now know that. Okay, these are going to be one of the people that they're probably going to ask. What, you know, just because they ask the question doesn't mean the question matters. Right? So, so you're actually getting a whole lot of reads on this. Right? See, everyone looks at the email and they think only conversion. They don't think engagement or interaction or what can I learn and, and, and how can I learn it um, in, in, in total. And so if you do those things, you will drive more, um, you'll drive more response, right? If, if you do what I'm talking about with, with, with the homepage, you'll, you'll actually drive some response before someone even fills something out. Right? Fills it out, right, yep. Be, because I might be going to, I, I am, I, I keep might, going. I mean, an interesting point is by segmenting on people that are clicking those buttons, we can understand, you know, how much of our traffic is interested in X versus Y versus Z. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when you think of it that way, you, you begin to go, you might, you might have another one that, that, that has clicks on, on the symptom of the email engagement problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Now here, here's the other thing for you to, to realize you are competing more with AB testing software, um, Unbounce, Optimizely, things like that. You're competing as much or more with them than anybody else because those are things that people are going to. You know, we need to increase engagement. We need to increase conversion. Okay, well, um, I'm going to look at landing page software. I'm going to, you know, all, all of these marketing enablement applications are are more obvious to they, they connect to the symptom that I'm aware of right and because this isn't clear what that's about like this makes me feel like you you're you're closer to a mailchimp than to an unbounce yeah right but but the reality is unbounce is more of a direct competitor to you and I'm not saying that they're a direct competitor but but you're competing for the budget 
of unbounce more than you're competing for the budget of, of a MailChimp or any other email software. Because the problem that I'm trying to solve, like I'm not hiring HubSpot, Marketo, MailChimp, Pardot, any of those, right? I'm, that, that's my global platform. That's the whole thing. That's the delivery mechanism, right? Then I'm looking at the unbounces, optimized leads and all the different ones. Those are the things that I'm running around to to try to figure out what my, um, you know, to increase conversion rates, to increase what, whatever things that are going on. Um, and, and that because that message is missing, right? You're, there are probably people that are spending money that, that aren't realizing that you're actually a better spend. And I, I, and I just thought of this, um, I actually haven't thought of this before for you. You might also find that some of the budget places where you compete might shift because I'm already paying X amount for my email delivery piece. You don't, you don't think that's like, if you're using Marketo, you don't think the same thing about Unbounce that you would think about you, right? You're saying I'm already paying X thousand dollars a month for Marketo for email. Now I've got to pay this too. I'm not sure my boss is going to, you know, we're kind of already spending a lot of money on email. Meanwhile, I'm over there looking at Unbounce because we need to Im increase our conversion rate. So we're going to landing page, right? And so you, know, you would actually, and I'm not saying that you, I mean, frankly, you should do both, right? This is not anti-unbounce, but, but that, that the, you're not, you're not a send time solution. You're not a delivery time solution. You're not even an email solution. What you are is an engagement solution, right? What you do is you solve engagement problems because if you have a great landing page, if you've got a great, um, product page, if you've got a great pricing page, who cares if the right people aren't getting there? What's the best way to get the right people there? Email. Right? I just, it, it, absolutely. And so that's where you can use your lead nurturing and you can use your website to really begin to solve those sales problems. Um, and Mike, you need to time block prospecting. It's always important. It's never urgent. But now your prospecting time is gonna be a lot, um, a lot, it's gonna be better spent. A, you're gonna get more. more you're going to get more requests for the right, but, but you'll also go, well, Hey, I want to click on the people that have clicked on HubSpot. I want to call the people who have clicked on HubSpot first, or I want to research the people who have clicked on HubSpot or Marketo to see, do they fit, et cetera. And, and, you know, you, you have more of that body language. You've also pre-suaded that's pre-suaded, right? You, you drop those pieces in so that when you do prospect, the problem that you have right now is if you prospect on this, you're introducing a whole new message instead of piggybacking on, on, on the message. that was already there, right. And so we have gone over time, but uh, I thought it was worthwhile to um, go through that. Any thoughts, questions, anything to leave everybody with? Brilliant. Um, I loved it.
when are you going to send me the invoice? On, I will. <laughs> no kidding. You don't even think it's already been sent. Um, we use uh, we use uh, artificial intelligence, machine, deep learning, middle out billing software. So it's already been sent. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Alrighty. That is it for today. Thanks for joining us until the next episode of the black line podcast. Here's to your growth.